the study of theology is the study of the word or the idea or the concept or the logic of God himself. Took me four years to read the Bible. I reckon I understand a great deal of it. Wasn't what I expected in some places. So I'm sad that we're not on the same page eschatologically. I wish Sam Storms and I were on the same page, Sam. So you believe in these kind of things? Let's just say I want to believe. Well, I know where he was converted. He was converted on the toilet. That, I, I like that one. We're you gonna would. To, you could say he was saying I was in the dumps, whatever. Just, well, which stall what? was he in? First John, second John, no, 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 third no, no, John? Wait, wait, wait. Let's be careful here. He had bowel problems. He struggled with constipation. The argument among certain psychologists, he finally experienced relief with constipation. And in that moment of relief and deliverance, he suddenly... I wasn't getting that graphic. <laughs> he suddenly, you know, had this breakthrough discovery. And all of his fetid guilt, he released. Welcome to Theology Unplugged. This is great to be here once again. I'm here with Carrie and Clint, and we are uh, excited to continue our series that we started last week. Many of you may have joined us. If you haven't, get back there and listen to that program. It's very important for you, too. This is, um, uh, and we're getting real close to Christmas, too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so before I tell about the program, I want to say, you know, uh, we're at the year end, and if you uh, benefit from what we do, Theology Unplugged from Credo House, from Credo Courses, everything that we put out there in making theology accessible, please remember us in your year end donations. We don't ask for this very much, obviously, on Theology Unplugged, but uh, sometimes I remember, and that is important. And we also got some really good deals going on on the Credo Courses site right now, at least until the end of the year. Until the end of the year, you will be able to get all the MP3s, all the audios free of every class, whether it be uh, Dan Wallace's textual, textual criticism, uh, Doug Grotheis and his apologetics class, or uh, Craig Blomberg and historical reliability of the Gospels, and then all the best ones that come from me and Clint uh, teaching together. Do you have any on there? Any what? Uh, credo courses. Nobody should. You don't. You should. I believe that I, that I taught... Uh, uh, critical whiteness theory okay <laughs> or something like that didn't i <laughs> okay and i talked about the toxic masculinity of all the theologians there you go and how we must abandon them all check it out www.credocourses.com by the way that was a good segue don't you think to what we're talking I really about do, yes, yes. Yes. now uh, so toxic I, I, masculinity what are we toxic talking about whiteness? Well, so here so here's where we kind of we left us. off with something where you were you were basically pointing out what i think is a a uh a common bad argument we call it a non sequitur because it's it's when <coughs> it's when people today who are kind of on the on the bandwagon say to you look is there not injustice in this world are there not people still to this day who uh, men who look down at women and want to use women yes are there not people who just hate gays yes are there not race yes so far, so good. We agree that those things exist. We expect them to. The our worldview says, right. "Yeah, you're always." And good. we agree that those things it, are wrong. But then they say, "So shouldn't you join this movement and agree with us about how it should be in terms of uh, how uh, in terms of the politics of it, in terms of doing the intersectional thing and identity?" And we say, "No, it does not follow." The fact that we look around and see that these things are true, and they always will be, yeah. does not mean that you 
does not mean that you've correctly diagnosed why the world's the way it is, yeah. and certainly doesn't mean that you've got the right have the remedy. answer for That's it. Right. Well, one of the things that has happened to, to do this, and we're talking about social justice, and uh, we're talking about the gospel, and the, the kind of explosion in the culture and in the church that has called us to a recognition or dealing with this idea of social justice, and how does it work within our own lives. And one of the things that I've seen out there um, that kind of is, is one of the most definite um, actions that a church has taken and called other churches to take to be what we call woke, as you remember, to be awoken to this. It's kind of a key catch word uh, about social justice in the church. Or, and so it's not just in the church, it's everywhere. I think the church has grabbed a hold of it. But how do you be, be woken? Well, maybe one of the first things you do is you go up to the pulpit and you turn to your congregation and you repent of the racism. And you call them all to corporately, all each and every one repent of their latent. What do you call it when you're when you're racist, but you don't know you're racist, but you just are anyway? What do they call that? Like latent, uh, ra- or is it just latent? No, there's another word I know they what use you're nowadays about. for that. Um, it's like, and if you say I'm not, that's just what a racist would can say. I, can, yeah. I, can I bleep? I mean, if I say what I call it, <laughs> you'll have to bleep it out of the podcast. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of all of us calling to recognize that we are racists. And, and I see that so much of it. And that's why it's so hard to deal with. And I told you last week, it's so hard to deal with this. Well, I think especially if a church is calling people to repent of a sin that they may or may not have committed, I think that that's wicked. Yeah. Why would you impugn someone? It's kind of it's kind of and they be, haven't being awoken to. necessarily done anything. Well, let me give you, an, let me give you an example have. of maybe another way we could be woken in a whole different context that may be correct, Okay. Um, whenever, whenever I was uh, traveling, I think it was whenever I was in India, and we were talking to one of our one of our translators, and we just got to talking about things, and they they, they basically said, well, we think that the biggest problem here at the church, and we talked about it, the biggest problem with you guys in America, is that you guys have everything, and you don't recognize it, and you're so entitled, and you're, you're the the church just thinks they're they're so selfish, and basically it came down to selfishness. And I, you know, I looked at her and I said, you know, I pretty much agree. You know, I mean, in some ways we, we do, we, we don't recognize all the great things that we have. And that's kind of what she was getting at. You guys have so much great stuff, but everybody's so like, we need more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and you keep on going with it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so maybe on this side, somebody come and say, you need to be woken towards that. And uh, they may be able to convict me of it and say, you know what? You're right. I do. And I bet you everybody in this church does. And I bet you everybody in every church in America does. And I would agree with that, something like that. But this is coming from within our society. And this is something that uh, you cannot compare and say, hey, let's become more like, you know, this this place in Africa or this place in Western Europe or Eastern Europe and China, whatever. It is something that it, they're, they're saying, you need to be woken to something that is systemic to what America yes. is. But to them, but see, what you're saying is, from a from a Christian point of view, you're saying it's systemic in our in our, in our overall race, in, our humanity. In, the, in the race of man. It's systemically a problem. But what they are saying is, no, it's institutionally and politically systemic. Hmm. So their solution isn't the transformation of the hearts of people. It's vote for the right candidates. And government programs. And let the state. And that'll fix in the state. Let the state take care of it. Problems. Which now we're getting down to the brass tacks. There we go. I was getting what, ready to say the same thing. What, what is that? What uh, Worldview issues and, you know, ideology, which that's a political ideology. Let's, it is because when you think and, about the deeper thing, 
I mean, for example, just take 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 the trans thing right now that's going on. If so, the problem is there are people undoubtedly who have all kinds of internal struggles about their identity and their feelings and sometimes they're young often they're young but and and so what do we say about this well one of the first things all christians do is i mean they rightly should feel this sense of compassion it's terrible that people suffer under this kind of thing it's so confusing they hate themselves for it they 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 have low self-esteem or whatever it is well so if you're you know if you're just part of the woke crowd that's where it ends you simply say I feel sorry for you, that's bad. Therefore, it's unjust that you shouldn't be recognized for exactly whatever you say you are today. Yeah. And everyone had better get on board and everyone had better say so. But the guy standing over there who says, yeah, but a, a dude's still not a girl biologically, you just became what they call transphobic for saying that. Now you're on the bad list. Now you cannot be re listened to. And now we will not reason with you. We will not hear from you. You must repent of it, say you were wrong, confess that you've been a transphobe, and and then maybe you keep your job yeah. or whatever is on the line there, but you see this. How can you? How can we have this discussion? Um, I mean, it doesn't. Are you really hating someone if you just, if you simply maintain the same basic, obvious biological truths that people have always maintained for centuries? And that's the problem. Is I think we're playing a fake game, and the people who want to be liked and don't want to stir, cause problems. They pretend to agree with stuff that I think they don't even really agree with. Yeah, yeah. But they fake it. Yeah. And this has been going on a long time. It started even, even the gay marriage thing. when they put, Every time they'd put it to private uh, in, you know, votes, people would vote it down. But then every time they publicly polled in, they're all for it. Why this double-minded hypocrisy? We are terrified of being on the wrong side. We're, yeah. we're, we're terrified of the social stigma. So that's why everyone's always trying to virtue signal to basically send out a bat signal to the world that says, I'm one of the good ones. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't call me bad names. Yeah. You know, and it's why, why and, are we so and it's, a, it's, a, it's a big mixed spot that you have to accept because some of the things that really make a lot of sense mm -hmm. and, you know, go along with the gospel. But other things you're like, and, and some of the things you say, yeah, we got problems here. And then other things you're like, well, wait a minute, that goes against the gospel or, or that goes against even a political idealism that you're making me sacrifice uh, you know, such as this. Listen to this. What t this is what Tim Geller says whenever whenever he's talking about what social justice is, <clears throat> and tell me what you think. Um, he says um, to preach moral duty without the underlying power of the gospel is moralism that is both pathetic and oh, that is not it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is that is another cool. one that I was. Although uh, so far I think he's onto something yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, this guy Keeler. Okay, okay. This guy here, Keeler here, sounds smart. Here's what Tim I Keller said. Keller? Oh, not Tom, Garrison. Tom Keller? There was a different... Garrison Keeler. I, I don't know how this got replaced, but Prairie, Tim Keller said, Presbyterian said, said this. Who, by the way, paid the price for his own his own unwokeness, didn't he? His show... Yeah, like, that's true. We, we could name off dozens of people who used to exist. I just... We just mentioned that off the cuff. And here's... A, and suddenly I wondered, hey, whatever happened to him? And now I suddenly remember to you. That's, that's like it. Like six years ago yeah. or so? Or where, um, he's a memory now. For that reason, yes. it just shows you how real this stuff is. It is. It has it's, an impact. It's, it's got it's real ruining power people's careers, it. and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and see that interesting. That goes kind of back to that. It, it, you know, though justice be thy plea. In right. the course of justice, none of us would see salvation. There's no mercy right. shown to people that have genuinely, you know, like done heinous things, like Harvey Weinstein. 
you know, uh, that's that's something that with the Me Too movement, that's kind of where that all started with him and his what he did it was awful. But I mean, there was absolutely no mercy shown to him at all, you know. Um, so it's it's interesting that this notion of, of social justice is devoid of mercy, that, you know, it's one strike and you're out or, you know, you toe the line or you're, you're black cap. It's black cap, white cap. You get the black yeah, cap what, on and you're over that's there. That's right. Well, listen, it's, it's, listen, and, listen, yeah. listen and though. Let me, let, let me get back to the Tim Keller statement because i got to get this out before before I, I lose it. But he, but he says social justice is essentially, I mean, if you put it in one sentence, giving people what they deserve. Oh yeah. And, well, and, that's just that's what justice yeah, truly is. Yeah, I mean, right. And that's why just they're not. And, and when we throw in the word social, how does it change? Because social is again, that's getting into that's, it's, a, it's like Hollywood justice. It's it's that that that's moved from justice to what what they're really asking for is equality, but in the sense of equality, not it's equal outcome. That's really it's boiling down to that, which is why again it's. It, is it connected it has to entitlement? Roots, it, it has its stuff? roots uh, it, to that, but I think it has its roots in Marxism, and that's a—I mean, it does. Equal outcome, um, and that—and I'm not. Well, this isn't groundbreaking stuff. I'm saying here that social justice is rooted in Marxist philosophy. It is. Yeah. Um, and that. Well, and, that and, and are we? Are we back? No question. Now, now, without now, question, runs counter. Completely counter to a Christian. Last worldview. time we traveled back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and you know we talked about the liberation. But it, didn't we just deal with a lot of this stuff? I mean, isn't this just a new formation of the emergent movement? I mean, the emergent movement had a lot of this. Well, stuff. I think that was the tilling. It of was the kind ground of a rethinking, in, in and the gospel the is something different than we think but it is. That was a re that was a tilling of the ground for the well, church. Well, listen, listen to, to where you know, that I, seemed to originate in the church, and I think this originated outside, outside the church. Pressure the church outside of the church. Like, but the same, the same people are coming in and grabbing a hold of it and using it. Well, I'm not surprised because the emergent yeah. people, because I think a lot of the emergent people didn't have deep they had moorings. They were on shift. They're just waiting for the ground. tide to come and take them somewhere. Yeah, and this is where yeah. it took them. And it was it was kind of the uh, who was it? Brian McLaren, who yeah, no who, shocker. Yeah. We could have forecasted he'd be on this bandwagon. A Rob Bell, I wonder where he's at with all of this. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. look when the current when when the fast river uh, current of cultures comes by, everybody everybody has no roots is going to go with it. Well, again, and here it is. If I had somebody sitting down here, and I'm trying again, I'm just trying to understand it, and I say somebody that is really gung ho and they're totally awoken, I say, okay, listen, you know, you know, I get the basics down. I say, listen, what do you what do you believe about Jesus Christ? They say the right things, you know. What do you believe about the resurrection? They say the right things. What do you believe about your own position before God outside of Christ? They say the right things. I say, okay, now what do you want me to do since you want me to be awoken? Because I see you're a Christian. Now and now I see you're a awoken Christian. How do I wake up exactly the way you are? Tell me specifically what it is I am to do. And the only thing I can really see right now is join the movement <laughs> you know it's not it's not go out there and here's how you do justice in your on your day-to-day -day life then, it's join the movement which is becomes a political statement well and the movement too what does that really entail it, it, it there it as well everything there's propositions and that you have to assent to right. and the question is at that point are, as a Christian, are you what you know? What's your authority? Can you join is the movement? Is scripture your authority, you the or is the culture still, your can authority? Can you join the movement? And I hate to say this. I hate and, to say this. But you're gonna. But can you join the movement and vote Republican at the same time? Dun, 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 dun. You can do whatever <laughs> I, you want, man. I I don't really know anymore. It's about still the free country parties. for a while. Listen, this is the thing. I think that I do believe that 
the, there is sincerity there in the hearts of people to where they want compassion for the downtrodden. They want compassion for those who've mistreated. They want compassion okay, for those who Okay, but you're talking about mercy. You're talking about I'm mercy, not justice. I, I, I know that. You see what I'm saying? But because they, that's what they, they think what, that is what justice is. They think justice is, be is, nice, care, is to be nice and care and all stuff. of that. And these are all absolutely attributes, qualities that we as Christians possess and should strive to have more of because it reflects Christ. Right. And that's the thing is that you got to remember that the movement as a whole is hostile to Christ, is hostile well, to transcendence, it's hostile about, to God. So, so as you know, and there's more than one kind of justice, right? I mean, yeah. and, and the classical divisions are, are uh, distributive and restributive. They use these terms. What they mean is restributive justice is how goods are allocated in society. How, how Marxism. How fairness, you know, <laughs> what, what's the fairest system by which people yeah. get stuff? And, and retributive justice is what the law does to the people who are bad. This movement is only, is, seems to me, is mostly interested in the first one. Yeah. When they talk about justice, it's not that w there, our system isn't punishing enough people who do wrong stuff. That's no, not what no, they no, care no. about. They care about people aren't getting everything they should get. So, so Every, you're wait, talking everything about, that they want. So, yeah. so you're, not you're, should you're saying because this. The, the rich white patriarchy has all the money and has hoarded it all and is keeping them down. And, and I think to your point, you make a good point when you say that there is a problem we perceive in this where there's a lot more talk than doing and there's not a lot of nuts and bolts. I know people who are really on this kick. And do you know what their number one activity is in support of it? Posting and reposting stuff on the internet. Mm -hmm. They signal all day long that they're part of it. And to my knowledge, they don't do anything. Uh, no, and see, then, there, that's, are, then yeah. there are radical nut jobs. And you know what they do? They they cover their faces and go march and set off tear gas and stuff like that. Or yeah. go harass people in restaurants. And if you ask them, what else do you do besides that? That's pretty much it. That and video <laughs> games. So there is a problem when when both uh, when, when both you have inactivity and a confusion about what we would even do, and uh, also maybe the idea that well, all I do is vote, and the state will do all the work. I just make make sure I vote for other people, and. If to, just to, since I got a lot of ands going here, to pile one more thing on here, uh, and what I think, uh, what I think, another thing that you said earlier, which is the uh, the hate issue, you can read a lot about a movement by the overall attitudes, right? And when I look into the eyes of a lot of the of the marchers of today, they just look mad, kind of like they got a lot of vitriol. Hey, yeah. There's not a lot of reason. It's just they're just emotional. It's just we're just mad. We're just and there's mad. a lot of hatred. We yeah. just want to. We just want to. Put, break stuff and and yell a lot and we want to yeah. scream at people yeah. who we think are the enemy yeah. even if they try to reason with us and so you can even sympathize with that frustration and that's the thing as a christian i at least i try to to some degree or another sympathize with what people are saying to try to at least get to where they're at but but at the end of the day well i mean the rise this is getting is is is, is somewhat it's somewhat Incredible to me because whenever whenever you have racism at the center, and I just see racism at the center of it right now at least, and and I see that we just got through, and and whether or not I agreed with uh, and voted for uh, Barack Obama is is nothing compared to. I, I told my son this. I said he it was a great thing that he was the president, and he my son said why, Dad? I would. And I said say because that. because. Kerry it, was just saying did, that earlier. It did have <laughs> ideological effects that will last. 
because a black person <laughs> yeah, we're seeing got the voted result to, of it. to, the, to no. the strongest power in Not the world. Not that. And, and then here, here's what I say is it is it neutralizes. It should, in my mind, not, not totally make benign, but give hope to uh, uh, people who felt hopeless and, and downtrodden I by the powers above them. Okay, I definitely agree with that, that it just on a purely pragmatic level, yes. That should, that should have, in theory, laid rest to the claims that America is inherently systemically racist. Yeah. And, and that this is where it we're hasn't. coming from. In, instead, in, in a bizarre way, things seem to get worse. They did. And, and, it's, and, and, it and was, I see it as, as the election of Trump. I do. No, no, no. But no. before that. No, no. In, 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 the fire fact, that was ways, raging. Trump is a result of it. Well, yes. I, see, I see Trump is their figure that this is what we're because really we against. Because we you know, because I think it, when, an when overcorrection. you one way, all the people get mad and they say, I'll show you. Yeah. And, they, and they go swerve the other way. And so, in some ways, there's this... It's interesting. Which, it's like heresy in church being corrected. There's always be, an overcorrection. See, the pendulum goes. Well, the pendulum goes back okay, the next okay. way. They're going to put... It'll the, be a socialist. The, to those of yeah. you who, who may be like me in some sense, that you say, ho-hum, you know? I mean, benign movement, it's going to move on. Right. Who, who really cares? Mm-hmm. In, in some ways, that that is true. But, again, if we go back to what we were talking about last week... The liberation gospel, liberation theology. You go back to the gospel, the gospel, uh, the social gospel, all the way back into the you know early uh, 20th century, and the the gospel of uh, the, that we've had, um, uh, the different gospels that get introduced, and and anytime you have something like this, it does present the forefront of the gospel as joining the movement or or being angry or being you, you feel satisfied oh, oh yeah i love god you know why because i am against you know this this uh, what has been going on in america and i'm for the downtrodden and i'm so glad if you're for the downtrodden i'm so glad if you're for justice and getting uh, however it is but it, again the gospel is not that at least in my mind and i do like this statement that comes from uh john MacArthur's group that i had i had mentioned last week because i was reading some affirmations and denials or at least one of them listen to this this is uh the, this is called the statement on social justice this is put out by john MacArthur. Mm-hmm. uh there's there's many people who have signed it i don't know if it's gotten the traction that they just that fyi they really he ain't woke Carry no on. yeah he's not woke there you go It says, uh, and then I'm just going to read the denial here. It says, we deny that political or social activism should be viewed as integral components to the gospel or primary to the mission of the church. Just pause there for a minute. Even primary to the mission of the church. Basically saying, we're we're seeing this as the mission of the church, and it's not. And he says, though believers can and should utilize all lawful means that God has providentially established to have some effect on the laws of society, we deny that these activities are either evidence of saving faith, boom, right, or constitute a central part of the church's mission given to her by Jesus Christ, her head. We deny that laws or regulations possess any inherent power to change sinful hearts. And, you know, I really do like that. I mean, that's true. If, if I, this is all they I keep read. They them in check, but they don't change. Yeah. Yeah. And if you this know, is all I read, I'd say I, I'm good with it. And you mentioned earlier, what, it, what about the young Christian, you know, that you might know, the person you meet or in your church? And they get on board with it all. And, the, and you said, well, what, will you, what do you say? How do you do? And I think one thing is to, to point to something like that, like that statement you just read. We got to teach. You know, we got to disciple. And they've got to come to understand those things. And 
That is contrasted to the so-called Christian left, because this is one point of where there is a real disagreement. The so-called Christian left does think that it's part of our primary mission to change the structures. Yeah. And and so the young hopefully the, the great hope would have to be that this that this theoretical Christian that you mentioned, the great hope will be that, that one that 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 person has not adopted the characteristic that I mentioned before, that where they will not hear disagreement, where they think that if you're not agreeing with them, you're bad, where they will not, they cannot sit and reason and, and you know, where they, Christians have to be characterized by the control, self-control. Another part of this movement, I know it sounds like I'm just, I'm just saying every rotten thing about them, and it's obviously not true of everybody, but it's, these are trends. And another trend I see in this movement, particularly in, in, in its regular secular form, is it's it can't control its emotions. And you see this when, in discussion, someone starts to lose it. You see these interviews oh, where yeah. someone's talking calmly, and the other person yeah. suddenly their, their their voice gets raised. They're enraged. They cry, and I've seen it. In, I've seen it in classrooms too. Mm. And you know, you know that. Um, Look, we we but we all we're on social yep. media, so we have super right winger type people we know, and we got lefties we know. One thing I, I one you know some and some right wing people I know are a little bit nutty, but one thing I, that that never happens with the right wing nut jobs that I might know, they never run away and unfriend you after one statement. I've known people that I've frankly respected quite a bit, but they were they they drifted way over in the left side of things. And one statement I might make, one comment, just one, one. I might ask a critical question, like, "Well, why don't?" Oh well, wow! <laughs> well, don't you believe that? Whatever. And, I'm and friends so with you on Facebook. <laughs> suddenly, they vanish. Like, that, in other words, their trigger is so, um, it is so. Uh, loose, it's a hair. It's a hair know? trigger. Yeah. It's a hair trigger, and it it just takes that much, and and I'm done with you now. Yeah. Because I and can't. It, it feels like and so it that feels young like, Christian. You hope they can at least converse and be part of the body and have discussion because if that's if they don't do that if we can't then isn't it isn't it interesting that the mindset no is very much i think of like fundamentalism to where it is a fundamentalism do you see what i'm saying you know I, I like we talk quote. about fundamentalist you know the quote Christians. by bonhoeffer where he says stupidity is more dangerous than malice you should look that up that's, that's a good great quote. And he go. He has. It's a longer paragraph. I get it. And and you know you know what he just yeah. for that alone you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what Bonhoeffer meant because mm -hmm. he, he basically goes on to say, because a, a person with malice or with some bad, you can you might be able to persuade them. You might break through, but the stupid person you can't even talk to them. No. They just they can't be reasoned with. And by stupid he means like, he, they're fools. They're folly. Probably folly. You, know what, guys, so you know what, guys? He doesn't mean low IQ. Listen to this. I know we're running out of time, but you know that quote from Tim Keller I had, I had earlier? Yes. Uh, the, the first part, when I started reading a quote, actually was by him. It wasn't by Mark Arthur. And, and listen to this. I, I, I think it's really good. It says, to preach moral duty. And isn't this it? Moral duty? Aren't we, yeah, that that's kind of what it's a, a, it's a cry for. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what he says. To preach moral duty without underlining power of the gospel, which he separates there, right? Right? The underlying power of the gospel, something different than moral duty. Well, that's what we talked about duty. in the last episode. Yeah. He says, oh. is, to preach the moral duty without the underlying power of the gospel is moralism that is both pathetic and powerless. And I think if you could take that, and wherever you're at, wherever you're talking about this woke stuff, wherever you're talking about social justice, and say, is it preaching moral duty or is it mixing? Is it mixing moral duty as the gospel? Because if it is, that is moralism, 
and moralism is not the gospel. Not moralism gospel. cannot save. Sure. So, so this is not the primary component of Christianity. This no. is this is a uh, whenever we talk about giving people, letting people get what they deserve. The whenever we talk about equality, all those kind of things. Yes, they are, but. First, those are residual effects of, of the gospel. I, yeah. I, I think that's the the. I think we talked about that in the first first se- session of this uh, topic. Well, hopefully that'll give you something uh, to 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 leave with as we as we leave this subject and uh, something to you know as as we've talked about to put right in front of you and at least uh, uh, it'd be an evaluative tool. Very much. from now on, when I translate, when I read Awake, O Sleeper, I'm going to translate it into Be Woke, O Sleeper. (laughs) No, no, no. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes.
What are we doing? Merry Christmas. Malakalikimaha. <laughs> this is 